Welcome to the SMRT Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Underwood. That's about what that deserves. And for those of you that don't know, this podcast is my last ditch effort to get SMRT smart. Because anyone that knows me knows I don't necessarily read all that well. And have no real intentions of learning to read better. So I'm just planning on bringing in people in who I may have met on the street. A couple of friends, some experts, who knows? Anyone and everyone to teach me a little more about how to be a smarty pants. And this week, uh, for the first episode, I brought in two friends of mine to talk about two genres of music that I do enjoy, but haven't given enough time and effort to, I suppose. So um, the two people I brought in was one, a very good friend of mine and Viking brother, Richard Searle. I've known this man for about a decade. We work together, party together, you know, all the important stuff. But along the way, he's done nothing but... Uh, school me on everything and anything to do with metal music. So uh, I figured this would be a great place to start, as well as another good friend of mine and fellow comedian, Mr. Evan Mumford. He is a very, very nice East Coast boy who's traveled out here to kind of take over the island comedy scene and is getting a little close, a little little closer than I'm comfortable with, to be honest. Son of a bitch. But um, yeah, and also, little disclaimer, there are points in this episode where we do listen to music and it will sound like we're a little far away but i decided to keep the content just because i i kind of enjoyed the the banter we have in between and sometimes you know evan mumford sings and drums along it's kind of funny but yeah um that's what we got going on for here and before i get to the episode i'd like to give a shout out to road because they have um spent a lot of time dedicated to podcasting and if you are a aspiring podcaster or currently are a podcaster and want to make your life a whole hell of a lot easier i highly recommend the road roadcaster pro this mixer is absolutely incredible that's actually how i'm playing music right now via bluetooth it's connected to my phone i can just do this all as we go provided i have to do this all in one take which is kind of a pain in the ass but uh nonetheless like they have um, four designated channels for um, for microphones, one for USB if you have a USB mic or if you want to record this directly to a computer, one input for your phone, and like I said, the one for uh, one input for Bluetooth, which is amazing. And that's how you're hearing all this music. You can control the volume, as you can tell, for the recording. Not only that, it even has a beat pad with uh, designated sounds that you can customize. Like this, for instance. <laughs> you can make them as lame and cheesy or awesome as you want. So, quick shout out to Rode. Thank you very much. And also, I am using the uh, Rode pod mics as well. They are fantastic. Um, and, yeah, that's a, that's enough of sucking Rode's dick for now. Uh, and also, uh, shout out to my friend Marlon Keenan who has produced these beats. I will be leaving links uh, below to his SoundCloud page. Be sure to give him a check. Give him a check out his music. He is fantastic. Sorry, I am just not speaking well. (laughs) It's just an excuse to use the effect. But all right, uh, like I said, this is the episode one of the SMRT podcast. Uh, And we decided to label Fart Boys, the punk and metal story. I hope you enjoy.
I'm a serial monogamist. I am too. Yeah, I've uh, the girl I was with before. I, we were together for like six and a half years. Yeah. Was Singleberry quite a, quite a sight to see? Or? Uh, it, was, it was a mess. <laughs> it was it? a mess. <laughs> like, I, I uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. I hate the idea of Singleberry. Yeah, drinking pretty heavy. And, well, yeah, I still do that, but <laughs> I... <laughs> it turns out I'm the same man. Yeah. Yeah, I just have someone to report to. Okay? Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm held accountable for my actions. Well, that helps, you know? Yeah. So, Mr. Evan Mumford and Richard Searle... And we're here to talk about punk and metal music, actually. I thought we were talking about abs. <laughs> mm. yeah. Shy abs in particular. <laughs> yeah. Shy abs as in abs that are perhaps, uh, you know, not as... They're quiet. Uh, They're yeah, quiet, yeah. yeah. exactly. They're not really bold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need too many obnoxious abs in a room. No. You certainly don't. Yeah. But inherently, abs are typically... Ob- Obnoxious. They are. They serve no purpose. As yeah, far as no, like, they're they're. It's all glamour muscle. I don't know really if it's the abs' fault. It uh, just maybe who they're attached to. Are you a loud ab having motherfucker? I just, burp a lot. I don't right. know if that counts, but uh, I'm quite a gassy. Uh, You're a gassy man. man. Yeah, I am are a gassy you? man. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'll tell I'll tell you a little just a little side note here, not mm-hmm. to not to distract us from um, the podcast. Yes, but I was um. This girl we, we were just talking about, I was, uh, she brought me to her house, and uh, I had to fart the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also like the, the first time I had to, I wanted to kiss her. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I did like this kiss, but it was like a farty kiss. Like your body's <laughs> like pulling your ass away. Yeah. But you're trying to kiss somebody. <laughs> anyway, that's just kind of an interesting premise when you have to fart and kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, especially when you're, it's very in the early stages of early stages. Yeah, yeah. Were you're not breaker. really allowed to be a human being yet. No, no, I held it in, and I held it in so far. I walked up the street to let it out in case she was like by the window, like is he farting outside? <laughs> 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 you're just out on the curb with like one of your legs, kind of. <laughs> <elevated> <laughs> <a little> bit. <laughs> He's doing it. I did, I did the thing where like I, I let it happen, and uh, like I pretended it propelled me forward. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm a small little boy. I do stuff like that all the time. It like makes you I, go faster. I, I don't. Think. Yeah, I think so too. Like I don't know. Like whenever I walk by surfaces, I always have to act like my hand is running on them. Like I'll just. Oh yeah. And like if it goes table to table, I have to make them make the jump. Yeah. Do the jump. Yeah. 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 I haven't outgrown that. That's fun. Yeah. Is that Mario in your head, or is it more like Pitfall? You know, I'd probably be more Mario. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Yeah, I was thinking more Pitfall, grabbing the rope. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, this is just all. I do the skateboard. Ah, and, uh, you've got like Luigi legs from uh, Mario Two. Yes. Like that. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. That's old crazy legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we uh, are we off track enough that we can swing swing back around? Back to Absolutely. <laughs> the beautiful thing about this thing too is I can make actual marks on here to Sweet. make the audio, so I know what to cut out and when. I mean, I'm not saying you have to cut out my fart story. No, no, no that's don't. that's no. in forever. That yeah. would just be rude. That's going to be yeah. the name of the episode: fart story. Fart story. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Because uh, this is today's episode, Fart Story, with Richard Searle and Evan Mumford. Let's get into it. Yeah. I would have preferred you saying him first. Kind of, you know, it sounds like a little prima donna. Kind of, uh, yeah. Farty over here. Oh, man. <laughs> the Fart Story. Yeah. This <laughs> Just Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Richard Searle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fart Stories. Damn it. Yeah. You guys had the audacity to talk about Terry Fox in my house. Oof. Yeah. It's now, true. Now you're getting picky about whose name gets brought up first. Yeah. It's like Toy Story, where the farts come to life. 
Yes. That would be sick. Yeah, what do farts do when you leave the room? <laughs> Turn whatever they want. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it wants to go. The, yeah. fart, the fart boys do not endorse drinking and driving. Let's make that official statement. Yeah. All right. Are we the fart boys? We are now. We are now. Yes. Yeah. That is Barry Underwood, Richard Sorrow, Evan Mumford. But mostly Richard. Yes. Okay. He really is mostly the one who here. brings it home. I really do. You do. You are yeah. powerful. From other places. Yes. All right. Well, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Barry. Hey, Thank thanks, you. Barry. Back to the point. What I a guess. beautiful setup you've got here. Yes, I'm. This is what not drinking buys you. Um, yeah, I. Um, yeah, brought you guys in today because I one, I for one, love punk and metal music. Yes, but I only dip into the genres periodically, and there's so much about the both genres that I would like to kind of explore more but it's kind of tough to figure out like where to start sometimes mm-hmm. there's so much out there in punk and metal like both both fields are so saturated with oh, bands it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy it's, an, it's, a, it's a nearly impossible <clears throat> yeah yeah really the is. the yeah. subgenres alone like oh god in yeah like yeah. even just metal like let mm-hmm. alone punk like mm-hmm. and like when you hear people talk about it you're like oh fuck there's a whole you sound <laughs> pretentious as fuck <laughs> holy shit what are you it, actually talking about yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but I I love both genres, in particular punk. Like punk was a genre of music that I kind of discovered on my own. Like I have so many siblings that th- I was getting stuff from just about everyone. One of my siblings, and mm-hmm. then I discovered uh, Sex Pistols mm-hmm. just randomly. And I remember I didn't necessarily like it, mm-hmm. but I thought about it for like a week. Like uh, that that kind of how it works. It's very visceral, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and punk is just like like any genre. You have. Mm-hmm. You have the stuff that's pretty, uh, not mainstream, but just kind of easily accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but can still be defined as punk. Then you have some stuff that's just wacky, left field, quasi jazz. Yeah. Very complicated and not accessible. Mm-hmm. But again, like mm-hmm. just like rock and roll, man, it's like, it's, yeah. it would take years. It takes, it take, I've been listening to punk for like 15 years and still discover the history of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with punk, I mean, uh, it really does inform um, like the overlap between punk and metal. They're very comfortable together. Punk, uh, I would, well, you know, I'd say that, uh, you know, punk influenced a certain corner of uh, metal that is, is, you know, quite not very accessible, I guess you could say, um, with grindcore um, war metal, that sort of thing, or even uh, um, thrash, like you had DRI with that crossover yeah, record. Yeah, totally. Just kind of <coughs> hardcore and kind of thrashy riffs. Mm-hmm. The, oh, just the best stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wi- when you first heard, was it the Clash that you said? Uh, it was Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols. Sorry, I was <laughs> off. Um, was it maybe not that you were like super into the music, but because it was maybe a lot different than anything that you had kind of heard up until that point that got yeah. you thinking about? Yeah, that? that's kind of what I didn't like about it because it wasn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so like fine tuned towards like uh, like I grew up li- like listening to like a lot of like Cream, Zeppelin, oh yeah, and like very guitar heavy mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. then like um. Um, and like Jimi Hendrix, obviously, and stuff like this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And Sex Pistols was just such, so odd. It seemed incredibly offbeat and mm-hmm. almost unpleasant. Yeah. Which, which is kind of funny looking back because the guitar player, Steve Jones is actually quite an accomplished musician yeah. in his own right. But, uh, yeah, well, that's, what, I mean, that's what I love about it, that, that, that it's so in your face i mean he's singing about being an anarchist or yeah. he's bringing down the royalty at a time mm-hmm. when that could get you um in a lot of trouble yeah especially in england at that at that point yeah 
Um, but I know what you mean. Like, I remember when the first time I saw a Nirvana music video when I was really young. Yeah. 11 or 12. And uh, I, was, I didn't really understand it. I was, I was like, kind of scared even. Yeah. So what this is, this is, what's he doing? But I just kept going back to it. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, like, I grew up with Nirvana. Because, yeah. like, my older sisters and brothers, they were at that age when Nevermind happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they were in probably like grade from like grade nine to grade 12. Mm-hmm. So that was a very important music scene for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then that eventually like just kind of led to me discovering punk, like the yeah. early stages of it. And like, well, yeah. it added like as it was created and then it was just such a bizarre cause it kind of got a little more like music and the punk genre seemed like it got a little more fine tuned ish, like as it went on and progressed but like just that raw like Sex Pistols sound, I, it was mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. But I just like I said, I couldn't get it out of my head. Like I, I was like, that was fucking weird. I don't really like that. And then I just found myself kind of like thinking about it for a week. Yeah. And then I just had to go back. I'm like, I think I fucking like this band. <laughs> like this is like you know when you kind of have like uh, maybe a scab or something, it kind of hurts a little bit when you're picking at mm-hmm. it. So yeah. You're like okay, well I'm just gonna leave that alone now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was kind of enjoyable, actually. Maybe and then you just kind of catch itchy. yourself staring at it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it starts talking to you. and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we've all had that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the, the, the loud clashing guitars. Like there's that there's a story of the Ramones playing in England. At that show was Johnny Rodden, uh, Joe Strummer, yeah. uh, Morrissey was at that show, apparently. Morrissey was there. Yeah, when people talk about, you know, England uh, inventing punk rock. I find that to be quite a fallacy, as they were all at this Ramones show. Ah, yeah, yeah. I never really got into the Ramones. I think I I overheard them too much in maybe movies that I didn't necessarily care for or something. Mm-hmm. I think they okay. kind of got batched into like uh, there were soundtracks to movies I didn't like. Maybe like Rock and Roll High School. Like you mm-hmm. didn't like that movie. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Like Pet I Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. By the way. First, yeah, first I mean, movie gave me a nightmare. It's very, oh, ter- terrifying. Big time. Yeah, scary. Um. I mean, they, they were they were essentially a, a pop band. Yeah. But brilliantly fast-paced and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I think she, maybe it was something like how I feel about the like Rolling Stones. Like, they got, like, they, um, I was told that they were so great, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'll decide that for myself. And then I just kind of <laughs> held that against them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of try to avoid Don't tell that. me what to like. Yeah. Yeah, the hype stuff, I try not to get too on board with, because it, it can really lead you astray. Yeah. And put your expectations too high. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean the Stones, yeah. I think they're they're all time, man. Yeah, they're great. Um, one of my favorite Mark Maron quotes though is like, "If you're a true uh, Rolling Stones fan, you tolerate Mick Jagger." Right. right. <laughs> He's like, uh, "It's cool to learn, learn like uh, study the Stones. You find out how incredibly accomplished." God damn, why am I forgetting his name right now? The fucking guitarist, Keith Richards. Yeah, like in blues and everything. Like he's oh, a incredible. very. I, re- I read his book. It was quite a quite a ride. Yeah, I mean, they were just like a bunch of art art school students yeah. who uh, made some weird songs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, some of those songs are just, like, super weird. Give Me Shelter. Yeah. Strangest song. Sympathy for the Devil. They were just, like, kind of left field but still in the pocket of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I actually have a song queued up here. Okay. Uh, Evan, uh, Bad Brains, uh, Eye Against Eye. Yeah, so here's the deal. So, like, w- when I try to bring songs to you, kind of like a history lesson. Yeah. I want, I want to show you bands that I think represent something. Yeah. So this is Bad Brains. Uh, they represent a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started out as like a jazz fusion band. They're four black dudes. Yeah. Then they got a hold of punk and hardcore, and they just became the best hardcore band. Uh, they were from uh, New York. Mm-hmm. 
And then this record's called Eye Against Eye, which is more like riffy and almost metal. Yeah. And then they went, uh, they became full-blown Rastafarian and put out like, you know, reggae records and stuff. But the, the point I'm trying to make is you, you had these four black dudes and they were the best band, absolutely the best band in the world. Yeah. At a time uh, when the culture was uh, filled with rich kind of suburban white guys. These guys came out of nowhere and, and blew everyone's minds. So this is, this is a bit of a later record, uh, Eye Against Eye. I think it's their third or fourth. And the album itself, uh, it's not my favorite, but this song is just yeah. chaotic. When were these, uh, when did this album come out? Yeah. I think this album was mid-80s. Oh, yeah. Their first record was 79, I think, okay. though. Yeah. And when they did Reggae, did they do it all under the same name? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot of controversy there where the, the singer is like a schizophrenic dude. Oh, he, wow. He left the band. Uh, there's some homophobia there. Uh, there, like any band, it's it's yeah. scarred with controversy. Yeah, but I think the the positives they brought were were much greater than yeah than the negatives brought. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's check this out. Not gonna lie, I wouldn't expect these vocals from a black dude. No, they're insane. <coughs> you get that nice little yeah, breakdown. I like that. Oh, Beastie Boys. Um, I could tell you this later, but they started that. Uh, they named themselves after Bad Brains. No way. Because of the BB. Yeah. This is kind of like those metal songs where it's like three different songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like stuff like that that I wouldn't necessarily care for when I was younger. Like just the, the just guitar in there. The, yeah, and just how... The absurd. Yeah, yeah, but I really grew to like love that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, after a while, like it, yeah, it's something I sat on, and then like maybe a couple year or two later, well, our brains aren't trained to like that. Yeah, it's not no, a melodic. It's not in our, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting you say that because, um, like, a lot of like what Nirvana, like you were saying, mm. you know, growing up a lot with Nirvana, like a lot of their stuff, net, like by today's classifications, would be like noise rock. Oh, dude, Mel- Melk it, like, Melk it off in oh utero. The whole in utero record actually yeah. coming yeah. off. Never mind. It's very noisy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was eye against eye. I like that. That's eye against eye. Bad brains. I just think they're they are the, one of the most important bands of all time. Yeah, outside they of punk and hardcore. A lot of uh, bands, both punk, hardcore, yeah. metal. Yeah. And anyone listening who, who hasn't seen them, um, just go on YouTube and, and type in Bad Brains. You can find old clips of them at like CBGB's. At the time, I mean, th- these guys were just uh, a couple of black dudes uh, smoking weed. They weren't. There's a famous story. Joe Strummer uh, had the Bad Brains open for them. But the, yeah. The Clash. At the time, the Clash were all on speed and blow <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And he's like, he just saw HR, the singer, have a glass of orange juice and then <laughs> perform the most insane set he's ever seen anyone play. Yeah. Just just pure talent. And yeah. um, the guy would do, like, backflips on stage and stuff. Just a, a really amazing band. It's kind of cool when you find out stories like that about people. Like, uh, Randy Rhodes didn't drink, or that, apparently. That, that's kind of surprising, because you figure, like, the, the metal yeah, kind I mean, of overindulgence of... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that kind of surprised me. Uh, and same thing with, like, uh, or just stories about Eddie Van Halen in high school. Like, he wouldn't drink or anything. He would just have his party. Like, he'd be at a party, but he would just still have his guitar with him. Yeah, and he would just well, kind of like yeah. fuck around, and the the, the big one is uh, Zappa. Right? Yeah, he just smokes cigarettes and drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And if he caught someone in his band banging lines or something, he's probably gonna kick them out. Yeah, very because you hear his music, it's like the trippiest shit ever. Yeah, it's bizarre. But he was straightforward the whole time. Wow, I actually didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know he mm-hmm. was. Uh... He didn't do any drugs. Wow, I would have thought mushrooms or acid were right in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Well, good for you, Frank Zappa. Yeah, good for you, Frank Zappa. Fuck. I mean, he killed his family with a knife. But yeah, you know, that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragged their bodies through town and yelled mm. ra- racial slurs. Well, if you're not drinking or doing drugs, you have to have a Yeah, you, you could only you know, withhold for so long. <laughs> yeah. Like no one knew? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Dweezil and uh, uh, Dweezil Zappa. other son's name. They do like the Zappa experience. Yeah. I've heard it's quite a show. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I thought, well, I could just be making this up, but I think one of his sons is actually uh, playing with um, Les Claypool from Primus. Mm. Um, I could be mixing that I up I feel like completely. that's too much. Like, um, slow down, guys. Yeah, but it's a very, like, psych rock. Be insane. Uh, yeah, insanity. I thought it was maybe one of the, the like, Zappa boys. When I hear Primus, it's like, it just, it's so goofy. Like, yeah. When, when someone's really good at bass, it just sounds mm. goofy. <laughs> well, they're so good. Yeah. And it's applied, kind of a party. Applied in the way Les Claypool applies his it, bass playing. And Primus is a funny band. They're kind of they, just funny. They are. Yeah, yeah. they're fun. They're blah, blah, funny, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, you know. <laughs> Look at me shred the fuck out of this bass guitar. And the South Park theme song and everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 They're having fun, which is That blew great. my mind when I, I didn't know that was them. When you found out it was... Uh, yeah. Th- there's mm-hmm. a YouTube video where it shows the different incarnations of the theme song. Oh, Ch- yeah? It changes almost every season. Yeah. But very minutely. Yeah. 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 My buddy Dave told me that, and I was like, no, you're wrong. I just I don't know why I couldn't accept it. <laughs> yeah, but then, then you think about it. It's like, oh, that makes complete yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Going down, it's like, <laughs> It fits. <laughs> It fits it does. very well. Yeah. Is it Primus or was that just Les Claypool? Um, I think it says Primus in the uh, well in the earlier yeah. days of South Park. I think it says Primus, but then maybe it switched to just right. Les Claypool. Right. <clears throat> I don't know how much of the uh, original. Like I, I haven't listened to Primus for fuck over ten years. You know. No. What's so that song they had in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? You know what's crazy? I nev- race car driver. Jerry's a race I car never driver. played yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Really? I mean, speak about punk. I mean, that's where a lot of people. First found out about punk, Bad yeah. Religion, Dead Kennedys. I got a lot of that from Jackass. Jackass is huge. And like CKY and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. Those soundtracks were great. You ever see the Dudesons? The, the, the Australian guys? They're um, from they Finland. Swedish? Oh, Finland? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, um, there's four of them. And they, they was, Similar idea, right? Yeah, they... Yeah, they were in Jackass 3. They okay. were, yeah, briefly. Yeah. But they have their they had uh, their own show. They and, did, yeah. Uh, like, they travel a lot with like Turbo Negro and... Yeah, like uh, did shows with like him and stuff like that. Like they would just tour and then they do stage shows mm-hmm. where they just basically do crazy stunts and mm-hmm. play dartboards on Yarpy's stomach and right, right. Like it's they're they're insane, but so much good like European metal mm-hmm. and oh, punk on uh, those shows. I mean, what Bam did for him and yeah, uh, even Turbo Negro, uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where I got like uh, in high school. Like I'd hear a lot of like punk and stuff like that. Yeah, Jackass for sure. I mean, the the theme song is a Minutemen song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a crossover kind of happening with um, when I first watched, uh, you know, CKY that sort of thing. You know, I was kind of impressed by the sort of spread of. I mean, you know, they'd have like uh, this was a little bit later, but um, him and Cradle of Filth. Yeah. But then they'd be listening to you know punk rock and like thrash and mm-hmm. hip hop and that Country. sort of thing, right? Like, yeah. Just kind of everything. Ramstein, CKY2K. Crossover was kind of new to me because, you know, when I was, uh, you know, grade eight, grade nine, skateboarding, um, I was definitely one of the skaters who listened to punk. Mm -hmm. And uh, not that we were kind of like, you know, factions or anything like that, but like to kind of see like these guys 
were like really good skateboarders, but just listening to everything from like extreme metal to hip hop to punk, you know, that sort of thing yeah. was really kind of cool to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, skateboarders yeah. in general, I mean, you, you have uh, hip hop and punk being the two kind of main soundtracks for whatever reason. They're just like fun to skate to. And Big time. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. But yeah, that's why that's where a lot of people find out about music for sure. Yeah. And um, well, Slayer, that's how I first uh, Slayer. This band Power Trip that's coming up here. Um, yes. like yeah, those guys are like a crossover thrash band, right? They so are. like a lot of my like punk friends like them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, well, hardcore, yeah. punk, and thrash are on display. Are they uh, east through East Coast, right? New York? Am I making that up? Uh, Power Trip's from Texas. Okay. Okay. Um, and they just play fucking balls to the wall, thrash, mm. and like every every song on this album is like fucking a single like it's crazy like it, right. every song is just kind of non-stop just dude rich. it's yeah just awesome I, I yeah that's so fun like t- t- certain parts of the day like if you're driving to work it's just banger yeah. after banger after banger yeah this is stuff i would have to listen to when i was still like cooking at milestones just to get like <laughs> on my walk to work <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't let reese walk with me to work she'd be like oh, i'll walk with you to work you're like, please head. no like, I honestly need to get my fu- – like it's Canada Day. I need to get my game face on. Yeah, get your like, head in the game. As soon as I get in there, I'm fucking cooking. The moment I step in yeah, there till fucked. I fucking leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have no time to go to the bathroom, eat. Like, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, you're like, going to sweat, and you're going to make food. Yes. That's it. That's all. And I would need something like this to kind of get me through it. Yep. Um, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Just to balls, get, balls to the wall. Just. just to get my game face on. Get it going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this is this is what I'm gonna be most interested in taking away from this is uh, that this kind of stuff. Yeah, let's get thrash. into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver, in, you're in Vancouver, yeah. Tore the place apart. I can imagine. Rickshaw. Oh fuck, where were they? Um, yeah, they were probably at the rickshaw. Probably rickshaw. Yeah, I couldn't see them doing like uh, like his rickshaw is cheap versus like the Commodore. I mean, yeah. And Dicks on Dicks isn't there anymore. Yeah. Um, bit of an extended uh, intro, but it's great. I like that, though. Especially about, like, metal. Gets, like, yeah. I find, like, you get, like, a lot of uh, yeah, you get that extensive... Yeah, you kind of, like, built. Yeah, Slayer did that incredibly well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the best. Yeah, this is exactly something that I would need just to be like, fuck, I'm gonna go back in that goddamn kitchen. Yeah, just like, fuck cooking eggs something like this or like cooking a lot of steak. killing in the name of sometimes yeah. just like that song any time of the day will get me amped yeah did you see the denzel curry cover of it no amazing this is what i would expect from you sir yeah, it's just like straight hardcore right here two guitar players uh yeah i think so i was finding crazy when some of these thrash bands just have one there's such a heavy sound they can still play solos live yeah well some of the some of the heaviest bands like and like the the black and roll sort of scene, like bands like Inquisition, um, they're like a fucking two piece. Insane, insane. Yeah, What's the band? Uh, Hella. Have you heard of Hella? Heard of Hella? Yeah. yeah two piece drummer does the singing and just. Uh, drummer used to play for Mars Volta. Oh fuck! Long. Really? Yeah. No way. That's a good band. Yeah. Man. Was John it uh, Theodore, John Theodore? Yeah. Wow, he's with Queens of Stone Age now. Yeah. Insane. He was my favorite thing when we saw Queens. He was incredible. Yeah, it's too bad that Josh Homme had like a knee injury. Because okay. remember, he, uh, at, the, at the villain show at the yeah, Savon? 
Yeah, because he... Cause didn't he kick someone the night before or something? In the no, he injured himself doing that music video, like the Feet Don't Fail Me Now. Yeah, but he did kick a photographer. Like, very recently. And yeah. he... The show that we saw was the first show after. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was at that show, too. Yeah. Because he... Li- um, th- we didn't really get much of an encore. He kind of just... They did a couple of songs, and then he limped off stage. I remember when they played songs for the deaf? Oh, my God. That's... That was... That's incredible. That the yeah. first time I saw them for their on, or they opened with Millionaire. It was. Uh, Wait, I, you, you think it ain't worth a buck or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Every song they played was a song that I wanted to hear. That song's in CKY. You know? Yes. CKY 2K. It's a good show. Yeah. This is fantastic, too, by the way. Power Trip? Yeah, this is a fun, fun album for sure. Yeah, there's a few oh, of these like dirty. crossover sort of thrash bands uh, that I was thinking of, but like these guys, like this album got. Like best of like that year and shit like that. So yeah, I can see why. That album fucking delivers. When did you when did you discover these guys? Oh, or have they I, always been in the mix? No, uh, I just discovered them maybe 2018. Yeah, 2018, and it was just uh, I think I saw it on um, Banger TV on YouTube. Yeah, um, Sam Dunn, who's uh, from Tory here. Yeah, um, he also did uh, metal, a headbanger's journey. Yeah, um, worldwide metal. Yeah, uh, he's yeah he's just really kind of well known in in the metal uh, community as a really good uh, documentary maker and uh, just really knowledgeable. Yeah, about uh, many things metal. Yeah. yeah, sorry, my dog's being a bitch. If what? it sounds like I'm stepping on her, it's because I am. Jeez, Those bitch. weren't dog burps. <laughs> Fart boys, back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, actually, speaking of farts, there's a guy who's a regular at Peacocks. And he was telling me that he <laughs> farted at work, and uh, I guess like it sounded like he said something. He <laughs> farted, and some kid behind him was like, "What?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> Can we take another quick side brief? Uh, you're older than me. I am. Yeah, you're about ten years older than me. It's a true fact. Farts are still funny. Oh God, yeah. They Will m- farts always be funny? You know, probably? I think so. You know, when you squeeze a ketchup bottle and it goes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that makes me laugh. That's never not funny. Every fucking day. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Is it like yeah. a taboo? I kind of don't. So. I don't really want to dissect it. I want to just keep it just pure and in the unknown for me. It. But I think it is the taboo of we're not supposed to be making farts. Mm-hmm. But then you know you you come to a point where you know you you're an adult and and then you kind of realize that all these other adults think farts are super fucking funny too, and it turns out most people think they're funny. And it's one of those things, it can bring so much levity. Uh, like, I used to take care of my grandmother. Severe dimension, crippled body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pre- have some pretty heavy talks with her and stuff. But every time she stood up, she would fart and not notice it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would just lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. And she would see me laugh and we'd all have a good time. Yeah. I think farts are really... They can really bring you together. It's keeping us alive. Yeah, they're a real icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes. In the right uh, context. <laughs> yeah, do you remember... Have you ever encountered the first time you caught your girlfriend farting yes yeah 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 uh, the first time that ever happened to me uh my ex-girlfriend she was just walking to her car and then she farted and then she just walked a little faster to yeah. get to her door <laughs> and and um i was like hey like sarah by the way and then i think she thought i was gonna say i love you or something I was like 
I heard that. I heard that. And then she got in the car and just sped off. <laughs> it's so funny. Crashed into a power pole and died. Yeah. Sorry, right, Sarah, if you're out there and you're yeah, like, she's hey, a I'm sad, sure you're great, and you're not uh, farting car crash statistic. <laughs> it, it's kind of one of those things like you don't want to open the floodgates, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I remember, yeah, my ex, I, I heard her fart in, in the, her dorm room. Mm-hmm. She was very embarrassed, probably because yeah. I was making fun of her and laughing <laughs> in her face. Yeah. But then it got to a point later on where it's just. A free for all, which I don't endorse. No, I believe the farts are kind of sacred. They're they're gross. It's yeah. poop particles out of yeah. your bum. Yeah, yeah. Let's be adults about it. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it happens, it happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. but you still have to have some sort of decorum. Decorum. Thank you, Barry. I'll uh, just give you a quick little snapshot. Is this out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry. I didn't know that you're going to be uh, operating that control. Yeah, you can't tell how that. <laughs> nothing but your dick. Yeah. It's just a uh, mess in our, back in here. In our household, um, because I've found farts funny for my entire life, and uh, they often <laughs> they often bring me to tears. Uh, <laughs> like nothing, nothing makes me laugh harder. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I've always been a huge advocate for uh, farting and making fart jokes or making fart noises, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, Siri, I don't really know if she knew. Uh, kind of what she was getting into with me mm-hmm. uh, just on the fart level of things. Yeah. Um, because it is very, very well known around our apartment that if you drop anything, like I, I heard it mm-hmm. and I'll wait yeah. for her to pick it up and I'll make a fart noise. Yeah. yeah. Or if she's in the other room and I hear something fall, yeah. I'll yeah. wait like well, two or three seconds and then just kind of, yeah. You know, just to make sure that I'm covering. All, all the grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knows that I'm listening. I don't want to say this publicly because this could spoil it. Yeah. But my roommate and I are big fart guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a Bluetooth speaker <laughs> that we have in our bathroom. <laughs> so when guests come over that don't know us that well, mm-hmm. we'll put the fart sounds on <laughs> that's, and make a big production of it. That's amazing. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And I sometimes Shane and I, my roommate Shane Priestley. Yeah. We'll just watch YouTube videos with the volume off, mm-hmm. with another tab playing fart sounds in behind <laughs> it. It's inc- that's a different podcast. Yeah, that, <laughs> see, this is why you guys are next level comedians. You guys are well, upper- farts are uh, like vaudevillian, man. It's yeah, like they are humor, right? Yeah, love yeah, it. love it. I actually uh, started doing a new joke about that, like how <laughs> I was raised in the house of women, and I'm like, that actually has no bearing in any life, and like in my life, other than the fact. That I know every time a girl farts and is trying to act like she didn't. Oh, oh. yeah. Body mm. language. And then, yeah. And then I'm just like, and I just kind of glance at all the women and I just like, believe me when I tell you, I know. That's hilarious. I know. That's inner circle too. I Jesus. know. <laughs> it's like your sixth sense. Yeah. Like I've been keeping track. <laughs> like I track every room once I walk in Man. and I know. <laughs> I kind of feel like that might be like a Stars original series. Yeah. yeah. Raised in a house of women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dog whisperer, fart whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We really, we got deep into farts. Sure did. It's like sure did. Never not deep in farts. Right? Never not Fart deep voice. in farts. Maybe yeah. that'll be the episode title. <laughs> Starring Richard. <laughs> uh, Richard Andrew Searle. <laughs> no getting away from that one now? Nope. What was the second song that you were going to be playing for? Right. So again, when I look at punk, you know, I look at, I see it as almost like um, in tune with American history in that the first band I picked was East Coast, New York. Mm -hmm. This next band is X from LA, right? Mm -hmm. From Los Angeles. And this is a punk band. First record came out in 78. 
and they became a rock and roll band in the 80s. Uh, the guitar player is John Doe. He became a fairly successful actor. He's in Boogie Nights uh, as well as a country artist. Who is he in Boogie Nights? Yeah. Um, he plays like a manager or something. He's kind of like oh, a okay. B-list actor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his wife at the time is in the band X, Exene, who actually married married the guy from Lord of the Rings. Um, Peter Jackson? No, one of the actors. Viggo Mortensen? Viggo Mortensen. They were married for many years. And they put out a couple records in the 70s and 80s that are just stone-cold L.A. punk classics. They're fast songs, back-and-forth female-male vocals. Mm -hmm. And also at the time, uh, this scene was very poetic. These guys were really into poetry. And kind of like a Morrison, Jim Morrison-influenced kind of writing. Yeah. And... uh, and as far as like women in punk, Exene is just one of the greatest female vocalists. And this song's like pretty one of the more faster ones. It's called "We're Desperate." I think it's the one that I gave you. Yeah, and it just it kind of shows their back and forth, give and take. And at the time they were married, um, but this this one's off the second record called "Wild Gift," which is a Stone Cold classic. Has a fun drum beat. Yeah, but it's kind of like rock and roll, like that mm-hmm. kind of rockabilly vibe. For sure. Yeah. Get used to it. I mean, it's like three chords. Did it? Did it? Did it? They're saying so much with the words, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They create this sonic palette, perfect, for which they paint a delightful yeah. Yeah. lyrical image. Yeah, it's about being broke. Mm-hmm. Can't afford rent. Yeah, I like it though. I, I I got no problem with the simplicity of this. I like punk. Like one of my favorite things Josh Homme said is like it's he's like anyone can be Joe Satriani. He's like, but could mm-hmm. you captivate an audience with three notes? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to see J- Joe Satriani live. No. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Let's all get fucked up and see Joe. On stage. Yeah. So. yeah. I can't remember if it's Satriani or Steve Vai. I think he said Steve oh, they're, Vai. They're the same dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Except Satriani's less of a douche. Have you seen Steve Vai? Steve Vai's a bit of a chill. Yeah. yeah. We're desperate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you ever look him up? I just want to see if you recognize him. The actor? John Doe. Yeah, that I like that. That's actually what I would expect when I think about punk. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That That's kind of how I envision the genre. And that's kind of fun. Like, uh, that would be totally fun to party or something like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the record's full of heartbreak, too. There's one song on that called uh, White Girl. It's about, because they were married at the time, and it's about, um, she was writing about his addiction to coke, I guess, presumably White Girl. It might be heroin. But it's just very—it's heartbreaking. But yeah, that's a fun song, and I love uh, female uh, vocals. Oh no way! You recognize him? Yeah, I do recognize. So he's him. in a bunch of films. Yep. And he has a pretty successful career as a country rockabilly artist. Yeah. But the first three X records are just some of the best. Awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy that. That's that's what I think of when yeah, about punk. Yeah, exactly. Is that exactly right? Yeah. Uh, something like that. That's what I would immediately think of. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Heck, I was totally in Boogie Nights. Yeah, I just watched Boogie Nights again. I, dude, it's been years. Yeah. I like uh, I, Paul Thomas Anderson is incredible. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Like Tarantino always talks about him. Like Tarantino, like they they generally like put out a movie around the same time. That's right. Yeah, and he said if he had competition, it would be Paul Thomas Anderson. The Master, right? Um, there will, the be, will blood, be Blood, Punch Drunk Love, Magnolia, Magnolia. Yep. Siri and I watched uh, Boogie Nights. Maybe. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, really? something like that. It's yeah. been years and, from uh, We couldn't help but notice how um, John C. Riley 
in <laughs> in that movie. Like that is the the foundation for his character in Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Yes. Like a hundred and ten. Yeah, you can see where the seed is kind of planted in that. Big man. time. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, Funny as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He was a serious actor for the most part totally. around that time. Yeah, the guy the can sing. Have you seen him in Chicago? I've oh. never seen Chicago. Yeah, he has, he has like he has voice. a solo. He has a song in it, and he's incredible. He's yeah. you can tell he's a like I think he does have experience on stage. Mm-hmm. The trained voice man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. But yeah. Oh. But the one thing that that I always forget about watching Boogie Nights because, you know, at the end, like, when everyone's getting, like, their happy ending, like, the girls in school, mm-hmm. uh, the what's-his-name opens up his own club and they misspell the name. Don Cheadle owns his own, like, audio whatever shop. Yep. And then it goes to the guy who got caught with child pornography and yeah. is just getting the shit slapped out of him by yeah. his prison <laughs> by cellmate. His prison yeah. And he's sobbing hysterically and the guy's just like, shut the fuck up! Yeah. And, yeah. um, and you're just like, holy shit. Like, that is a legit prison scene. Yeah. Like, that is probably how it is. Like, if you're a caught, you know, like, owner of, like, child pornography. Mm-hmm. Being a piece of shit. Yeah, like, that's how you're going to be treated. And yeah. just him weeping in the corner. Like, that That movie has moments like that where it kind of, like... Well, William mm-hmm. H. Macy. Yeah. That scene. That that oneer Like, the, it yeah. was one shot. One shot. And the, another thing about that, that woman. Do you know who that is? The, His wife in that movie. Yeah, Julianne Moore. Okay, no. Uh, oh no, no, no! Julianne Moore is the the girl. Uh, it's, it's Nina Hartley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 she was a, she was a porn, porn star. star yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Julianne Moore is the guy who fucks what's his name or yeah. whatever. The guy who fucks what's his name. The girl. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that, and then like when um Heather Graham shit kicks that guy out of the yeah. limo, like when everyone has like when they the have like their downfall, yeah. and then like uh, what's the chance that. We're talking about this, and we were talking about the roller skate girl up the street. When oh, we're on yeah. our way here. Yeah, it's it all adds up. Yeah, I was totally there for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that that movie just has shocking moments sprinkled yeah. throughout. Surely does. Dirk Diggler jacking off in front of a dude. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough to watch. Yeah, Scorsese uh, level downfalls in that movie. Yeah, yeah. like uh, no, <laughs> that was like tough to watch. You know, watching a guy like trying to whack off for money. But, like, the fact that he was, like, baited and then shit-kicked by those guys. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Very classic bully style there. Like, baits him into something, like, uh, homoerotic and then mm-hmm. beats him and ridicules him for being, <laughs> for basically being gay-ish, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. That's kiss, like kiss me. What, are yeah. you gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just seems like such a classic bully move. Yeah. Biff Tannen level. Yes. All right, well... Richard Searle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Back um, to the... So that's a smooth transition smooth. into this next, yeah. uh, this yep. next uh, song. Um, so this band, uh, Gojira, they're from France. Um, How do you they, spell that? Uh, G-O-J-I-R-A, uh, named named after Godzilla <clears throat> um, in those Toho movies. And uh, so, yeah, these guys arguably, I mean, they're probably one of the most important metal bands around on Earth right now, um, just with the um, the style that they play uh, is really, it's pretty approachable, honestly. Um, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of really fun stuff that they're doing with their instruments. They're all amazing. Uh, a couple of brothers in there, uh, the Duplantier brothers, uh, one is the drummer, one is the singer and uh, lead guitarist or uh, rhythm guitarist. Um, this album is 2008. 
I was privileged enough to see them play this whole thing through when they were playing uh, oh, well. when they were opening for um, Mastodon. Mm. Nice. And Mastodon was uh, touring uh, once more around the sun. I think is the name of the album. Anyway, uh, this song is called Auroraus, and it is about the uh, cyclical nature of life, um, how death is not the end. And they sing in are they it's French or no English. Um, and yeah, a lot of the lyrical sort of, uh, concepts that they take on is really stuff that I'm really interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, and means quite a bit to me too, you know, like climate change and, uh, yeah. you know, the nature of what it means to be human and after and all that sort of stuff. So this is the opening track off, uh, the way of all flesh is the name of the album and it fucking rocks. Big um, words from a fart boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so farty now. <laughs> All right, let's get let's into it. it. Let's do it. This seems French already. <laughs> You're just picturing baguettes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this drummer, uh, forget his first name, but I think it was maybe like five years ago he was uh, like in the top three for like pushing like metal drumming. Mm-hmm like further yeah um, like he's fast as fuck but it's just kind of like the stuff that he's doing yeah you know not necessarily this is nice do. when he's hitting that bell that yeah yeah <clears throat> cuts right classy. through that's always been my favorite thing about music i've always taken to drummers mm-hmm. like growing up i got like i never really cared for the who but i thoroughly enjoy keith he's, moon he's my favorite drummer of all, of all time uh then obviously keith john moon? bonham um, John Bonham's huge. Like yeah. Led Zeppelin's my favorite band of all it's time. Triplets, man. Bonham triplets. Yeah. Yeah, and even like as like they progressed as a band, and he kind of slowed down, but it was so like hard and effective. You know, like he like he never he was a versatile guy. And then obviously like Rush, like Neil Peart, who uh, just died recently. Rest in peace. Yeah. But what I like about Keith Moon is just like the opposite of Neil Peart. He just had a fucking kit drunk most of the time and he's just so loose and like his arms are like little yeah 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 or neil pert he's got like a kit around him yeah. and just like like octopus he's just not as accessible to me like that's keith moon's like a punk rocker that way yeah one thing i like about this guy's uh approach to vocals is like it's he's just yelling he's not growling mm. you know what i mean mm. like i love the growls right. don't get me wrong right. like you can understand what he's saying yes and he's just like yelling. I, I, right, I lean right? towards this. That's why metal usually I don't get along with because of the growl. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But this is more my style. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's arguably more uh, emotionality that you can deliver with mm-hmm. that style of vocals versus like brutal death. Yeah. Like, yeah. All that sort of stuff, right? Um, but yeah, these guys are still, they're still on fucking point. Like they're still releasing Killer, relevant, Killer relevant albums. Um, they're headlining like huge fucking yeah. tours. Where, where did you see them? Vancouver? I saw them at, uh, yeah, I saw them at, um, uh, shit. Not the Vogue, right next door. The Orpheum? Nope. Come on. It's right there. Oh, sorry. Why did I say the Orpheum? Um, you mean. Not Orpheum. Um, Orpheum's around the corner. Yeah. Vogue and, uh, Commodore. Commodore. Yeah. That is like the best venue ever. I love the Commodore. Bill Burr's going to be at the Commodore. Oh, shit. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, on the... Nice. Yeah, I'm actually going to go see Bill Burr and Patton Oswalt in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, cool. I saw Patton Oswalt in Montreal. Patton Oswalt, they, holy shit, that guy's had a had a bit of a rough go uh, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, his Did wife. Did you hear that they caught the murderer? Yeah, dude. That his I, wife yeah. was... 
I've read his wife's book. Oh, is it good? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I, I have it at the library. Yeah. Uh, Michelle she, McNamara? Yeah, Michelle McNamara. Mm-hmm. Well, She's been working on that case for 20 years. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I watched an interview with him, and he talks about, like, you know, with this kind of happening yeah. in a large part due to the work that she did, he's yeah. like, it's fucking perfect. And right? it's like she was just a DIY journalist. It yeah. was the Golden State Killer, right? Golden State Killer. Yeah, that's yep. right. And when they caught him, apparently, he was completely surprised. He had, like, a roast in the oven. He yeah. was not expecting yeah. to be caught. It's just like, yeah, fuck you, pal. Yeah, that's the best. The, the guy who helped her, was it Paul Holds, I think his name? I he has I his have. own uh, podcast like um, that Reese listens to, and it's incredible. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah, Reese is very into true crime. and. Um, yeah, I forget what the book was called. Like, you can find me in the dark or something. Yeah, Reese yeah. Uh, read that as well. This is great, by the way. Yeah, this yeah, is sick. It's dude. good. This whole album is fucking awesome. Mm. It was either going to be this song or this other song called Esoteric Surgery. And it's fucking insane. Great. Yeah, that was great. 2008. Yeah, that's a good jam. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Ouroboros by Gojira. Gojira. Ah, yes. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, I just watched the new one. Oh, how was oh, yeah. it? It was okay. It was cool. Like, uh, should have like, been. They, how, how new? It came out last, last year, the year, year before. Is that the one with Cranston? No, that was the one before. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, it was okay. They really shoehorned in like the human element of the movie, which oh, I don't find necessary. Worst. It was the worst. Yeah, like just let them fight. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm here to see the. Here to see monsters. Mm-hmm. We, uh, Ian and I, had saw the trailer for it, and we we're like, well, everything aside from the monsters is gonna suck. Yes. It, it was the worst. Yeah. And even some of the monster shit fucking sucked, too. I mean, just being a, a true uh, Zilla head. Yeah. Uh, that's not a word. That movie had a lot of potential. Mm. Plus, I really don't like uh, Eleven from uh, uh, Stranger Things. I think she's very annoying. Yeah. It's uh, too much. Yeah. Too much. <clears throat> I'll just go on YouTube and type in monster fights and get my fill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I can't deal with the human element in a lot of those movies. Like, no. I'm clearly there to see a monster just, like, fuck up a building. And fight other fucking monsters. Yeah, man. I don't care about Jessica's love interest nope. with Brad. Nope, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, Godzilla's going to ruin our date. Hopefully he does. That would have been a, a more preferable uh, <laughs> human storyline is just two people on a date. And those monsters just, like, destroying everything ruins it completely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And for some reason, they're in a really futuristic jet. How can I kiss you if you're being eaten by a monster? Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. And the, that whole arc is just like, I don't know, 12 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. They die like super <laughs> yeah, fucking <exactly>. quick. <laughs> and sorry, what was your favorite uh, Sorry, Barry. That's uh, Police Siren by Regulations. Should be on Spotify there. Wait, was that actually a police siren outside or that on the song? may have been. World works in funny ways. Tricks moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, deja vu. What? A fucking cat. Matrix 4 coming, boys. Jeez. Yeah, it comes out the that? same day as the new John Wick. Oh, oh God. no. Really? Yeah, Keanu's battling fucking Keanu. Keanu. Are you serious? That's hilarious. Battle at the box office. And it's by the Wachowski sisters? Just the one. One oh, Wachowski. One? Yeah. I'm not sure which one. I don't think it matters. Um. Yeah, anything about this that you would like to let us know, Evan? Oh yeah, absolutely. So this this is um, a band from Sweden called Regulations. Uh, when people think of punk in Sweden, they think of Refused, of course. Which incidentally, the singer of Refused uh, produced this record. I saw this band. I played with this band when I was 
15 years old mm-hmm. in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I opened for them. And I didn't really know much about them. They were touring Canada at the time. Never heard them. I didn't know what to expect. And it was like a life-changing moment. You had this band, just the Raws dudes. The Raws sound. It was like I was in 1977 seeing The Clash. Yeah. It was just nothing but energy. Went up there and just bang, 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 song, 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 song. Just normal-looking dudes. No pretense. That's what I love about this era of punk. These guys are, they just broke up a couple years ago. But no bullshit. You go up there, you bang out these songs. And, and the songs they were writing are just, to this day, I think are just classic punk songs. This is one of those bands that uh, people are going to look back on and, and, and really um, see them as martyrs almost. Like I think the songwriting on the first couple of records are incredible. Anyway, so I saw them play and it was like a life-changing moment uh, as far as like creativity for me. But this song is called Police Sirens. Yeah. Which I think there's a lot of comparison between hip-hop and punk. Um, one big one is the anti-authority kind of thing. So this, uh, like, you know, all cops are bastards would be like the punk ethos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the best punk songs are usually anti-cop songs. They, <laughs> it, they really are like police story by black flag, the badge by poison idea. And this is to me, probably my favorite anti-cop song by a punk band. Uh, and has a crazy buildup. I remember when they played this live, the place went insane. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, it gets me so amped up. And I just love this song. Regulations, Police Sirens. All right, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Crank that shit up, Barry. I was just 15, man. It's an all-ages gig. Yeah. And this, I've never seen a place go so crazy. All-age all age shows are fucking crazy. Because, like, you get teenagers that can't go to yeah. most shows, and yeah. then they get to a show, and it's like, and you just Fuck like angry. Place. Yeah. <laughs> like can you can imagine, imagine being in the crowd just like it's just their only opportunity. Yeah, totally. Crazy. <clears throat> just a pure energy, right? Pure yeah. frenetic. And these guys are a current band? Uh, they broke up a couple of years ago. Okay. What year is this album? 2007? Mm-hmm. 6? Mm-hmm. But kind of like broken English. Mm-hmm. It's the sound of violence. Like I've seen so many bands. I've seen my heroes play. But seeing this band it just playing it, with this band. Yeah, open yeah, for open for them. Yeah. But in that moment, there was just something so special. No pretense, man. Mm-hmm. They're playing for a bunch of kids across yep. the world, you know. Pretty honest. Yeah, right? yeah, like, it was honest. It's the sound of violence. You know, no effects in studio. Just one, probably one, two takes. Mm-hmm. Just recorded live off the floor. Just raw energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, just yeah, raw, man. Just that song gets me so... I want to punch a cop. <laughs> I just want to punch a police officer. Well, there's probably a couple outside not too far away. Knowing this area, yes. I'd say I've got your back, but that would be a bold-faced lie. By I've got your back, I mean I would be filming. Yes, world yes. star, world <laughs> star. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like that That to me represents kind of like why I love punk, the frenetic energy. I don't know why, but I just like feel so amped up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. And my parents, they treated me very well. But I'm still, <laughs> I want to yell at my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's just, as I, as I said, just like they probably recorded that song, one take off the floor. And it doesn't really matter uh, as far as the instruments. Like if you hit the right notes, it's like you just, there's the power to it, the raw power. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just something that, that's missing in a lot of punk bands is that element. It's, it's an unspecified element for that, that sound to come across. But yeah, love that shit. Yeah, it was great. I, 
they really enjoyed that. And that was 2006? 2005, six, yeah. Yeah, compare that to, like, uh, fucking Blink-182 or something mm-hmm. like that, where, you know, it's just pop punk and yep. just no, I mean, no fucking message that's worth anything. You know no, what I mean? It, like, but that being said, I, I do have time for that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I love pop punk. Mm-hmm. I love Green Day. I love early Blink. And, yeah, yeah I, I think that there's room for it all. But to me, that just, like, represents something very powerful. Yeah. More genuine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. And you opened for these guys? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I used to play in a uh, punk band called Genetic Angry. Played drums in. Yes. And we used to play with, like, Fucked Up a lot. We used to play with Fucked Up. Oh, and, sweet. Um, They're a great band. Do you know the band Mets? Yep. Yeah. Played with them a bunch and stuff like that. I hear there's a documentary about your band. Is that, is that true? Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube or it's on my Facebook. Um, it's kind of a documentary. Some guy made it for like his school in 2006. I'm like 15 in it. Yeah, I could talk about like dicks. Some gu- who's this guy? Who's this some guy? Just a guy. It's it's like a guy in a van. Guy? I like your band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. how old was he? 16. Oh, okay. I was 15. All right, so he's not like some 30 year old. He wasn't with a bunch <laughs> of 15 year olds. <laughs> I like your band, man. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean that's to a real turn hip that sound. Into <laughs> uh, court case is pending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a documentary that'll make you famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to be a star, right? <laughs> Why does he sound like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta make it big, kid. You gotta make it big. <laughs> he's got some oversized suspenders on yeah. and he's playing with. Very casting couch. Newsy hat. Mr. Searle. Right. Uh, for Rivers my of Nile. The last jam of this podcast. Uh, yeah, the band Rivers of Nile, they have uh, seen a lot of coverage for this most recent album of theirs that came out in 2018. Yeah, maybe 19, actually, come to think of it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the album uh, Where Owls Know My Name. Uh, it's a loose sort of concept album about this one human that's been kept alive by earth to uh, witness the destruction of everything man-made and uh, it just kind of follows that that sort of narrative throughout but this album um, in interviews with the the band themselves they they were pretty much uh, uh, technical death metal that were very talented but for this album they were just like well you know we're kind of just under the radar. Let's mm-hmm. just make an album that we just want to make and kind of throw some weird stuff in there mm-hmm. and ended up being on like the best of list on so many different reviews. Um, and it's really a fucking great album. Uh, the song that uh, I think I've asked you to play is called A Home. And uh, at just a hair over five minutes, um, it is one of the shorter songs on the album, but uh, by, w- by no means do those songs feel lengthy and I, I will say that is kind of a defining feature or separate feature from punk is this fantastical element in the concept albums mm-hmm. a lot of metal explore that protest yeah. hero yeah um <clears throat> whereas punk i mean you have instances of it fucked up did it green day kind of did with american idiot mm-hmm. but metal like they really explore the fantasy element and like mm-hmm. it seems like everything they do is so conceptual and interesting yeah, it really seems uh, like uh, fantasy, sci-fi, horror, um, the macabre, like mm-hmm. uh, magic, you know, that sort of shit, like really lends itself quite well to uh, songs that are over five minutes long, where right. you've got like a lot more space to just kind of let those concepts 
flesh yep. out a little bit and yeah um i'm a bit of a nerd myself and mm. i love that sort of shit so it's right up my fucking alley. yeah it's kind of funny because like when you hear some of these songs a lot of them sound like very aggro mm-hmm. but it's like he's he's screaming about dragons like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah or you know like his foe has been uh risen through uh black magic right like right. ritual or something which is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy to talk about, but like it's awesome as fuck. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> the best. Yeah, so um, uh, a home by Rivers of Nile. This song fucking rules. All right, let's get it. Have you seen them before? No. Where are they from? Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Drummer's okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's insane. Doesn't sound real. It's crazy. Jesus Christ. Just the double bass going the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, this guy fucks for sure. I don't, I don't think he has time to fuck. <laughs> yeah, tuckered out. Yeah, real tuckered. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like progressive and experimental sort of passages throughout this whole album that mm. are fucking real good, real tasty. Do you do you play anything? No, I used to sing. Yeah, I can drum and I can play guitar, but I don't. Right, you know I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. singing is like, to me that's the toughest. That's tough. Breath control and yeah. So fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah. The funky riff. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Melodic vocal. That's mm-hmm. nice. I wasn't expecting that. How could you not? Just got so much energy. It works. Yeah. I thought, I thought it'd be rivers, rivers of Nile, like Nile River, mm-hmm. but it's not. Uh, like nihilism. Yeah, nihilism. Nile. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of uh, saxophone throughout this album, which threw a lot of people, but uh, really adds a nice, nice sort of touch. Where's the sad? Not not on this not song. On this okay, song. Yeah, it's like that's a guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's saxophone on the air one. <laughs> that good. was great. Years of metal have made me deaf, and I've forgotten how to enunciate my words. I think that was okay. They need to learn how to play their instruments. They do. A little bit better. Yeah. Um, kind of all over the place. Sloppy, sloppy. Yeah, but good concept, you know. Um, maybe one of these one of these albums. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the biggest things with um, how well that album did is they don't know what the fuck to do now because they were just making an album for themselves. So they Oh, kind of blew up like unexpectedly. Yeah, unexpectedly. Yeah. They just wanted to make something that... Uh, um, kind of hit on a lot of different mm. notes for them, uh, no pun intended. But um, yeah, there's there's some tracks that would be, you know, there's a track that would definitely be at home on like a Nine Inch Nails record. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really sort of uh, just progressive, proggy, psych sort of interludes in the album. And they have that dark element there, as you said. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they're heavy as fuck, but they're really fucking talented. Really good. What caught me by surprise, and what I really <laughs> liked, was that uh, probably halfway through the song, turned over to that really melodic mm-hmm. yeah, uh, singing the there. And the clean singing, yeah. yeah. It was nice with, like, it wasn't that cheesy. Like, that, that mm-hmm. stuff can get pretty cheesy pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But they went right, right back to the riffs right after. It was, mm-hmm. really, it was kind of a neat break. Yep. Yeah. And uh, with, well, with a lot of heavy music, I mean, you can just, you know, become uh, just so saturated that little breaks like that throughout really heavy songs kind of mm-hmm. help to keep things fresh and mm-hmm. you're not just being like, you know, your ears are fucking exhausted and you just can't yeah. take any more like heavy music, right? Yeah. Kind of keeps it fresh. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. 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 That's funny. And, and you said this is basically just like a 
quick passion project and now they're kind of uh, this album, yeah, they just finished touring with uh, a couple other bands that had some really, really great releases, um, and so they don't really know kind of where they're going to focus, uh, but I'm, you know, optimistic that it'll be another great album. They're a good band, but yeah, uh, they really hit their stride with mm-hmm. this album for sure. Cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That was cool. Fucking A. Glad you enjoyed. Yeah, I've actually enjoyed everything we've heard so far today. This was uh, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. Fart boys nailed it. Fart, Fart boys, boys nailed it. it. Yeah. Fart boys killed it. Yeah. Fart boys. Absolutely. Fort boys. Fort boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the saxophones. It's got, it threw That's me right, off. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I do enjoy a well placed sax. Who doesn't? I like an out of place sax. That's my favorite. Just out of left field, shouldn't be there. The guy's in the <laughs> wrong studio, but they're like, no, we'll keep it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No uh, stay. Would that be like alto sax or? Uh... That'd be most Springsteen songs. I'm like, I'm <laughs> Bruce, I'm really liking this song. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Bruce. You got oh, the man. right lips for it, Bruce. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He's got Sorry. the boss lips. <laughs> boss Sorry about lips. that. Boss lips. Yeah. Boss lips. Bossman. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this is great. This is actually everything I needed. And uh, the beauty of doing all this on um, Spotify, it will, like, I get to save all the bands that I heard today. Exactly. Oh, lovely. So I can just dip back into it. That's mm-hmm. great, man. Can you uh, untie us now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll release you, you of these shackles. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wouldn't mind this uh, machine that's been feeding me beans for the last hour to stop. I mean, yes. I like beans as much as the next guy. But uh, well, I was actually wondering if I, could, left. if I could take home the bean machine. <laughs> I've, been, I've been quite enjoying. <laughs> yes. Um, with Gojira, Barry, you might actually want to listen to the album uh, L'Enfant Sauvage. Mm. Um, that is probably the most accessible entry point to that band. Yep. Um, and that album fucking blew them the fuck up. That was their first uh, record on Roadrunner, uh, major label. And um, still delivers the heavy though. Really right. Roadrunner yeah. did. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Some Slayer stuff. Um, no, they were on. Um, no, they did. We were on America, Rubens. and then they were they were on Def Jam. That's uh, right. Before that, which is why uh, Public Enemy used uh, some of their riffs in um, their album. Um, shit, I can't remember. Takes a nation of millions. Yeah, yeah. That's and Beastie Boys yeah. too, right? <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, so there's some Slayer riffs on those. But I don't think they were on Roadrunner. Uh, I think it was just American. I think, I'm, yeah, American. That's Rick Rubin's yeah, label, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks, hey, Barry. Thanks this has been an experience, the Fart, fart Boys. <laughs> it's been fun. Well, well, I'm really struggling with this. <laughs> fart Boys. Fart Boys. Yeah. Fart Boys. Fart Boys. <laughs> All right, yeah. It was really devolving at the end. Of it's, the it is, you know, the, the <laughs> Bailey's coffee has it's run its course. Sweat out of my system. Yeah, yeah it'll come back. It's going to run its course, all right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nice. Give it 30 minutes. Gotcha. <laughs> Fart Boys runs its course with Richard Searle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Have you not been farting? Have some coffee and Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Barry is a, is a great great time. I'm I'm happy to hear those songs and to teach you a little bit of history. Yes, I find with punk, it's not as much of a sonic experience as listening to metal. Yeah, it's more of like a kind of interesting history lesson. Yeah, for a mm-hmm. lot of these punk bands, I don't listen to a lot of the punk bands. Yeah, that I grew up on anymore, but I'm still fascinated by the culture mm-hmm. and. Uh, right.
Yeah. Cultural significance. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it, right? Yeah. One of my favorite things about metal and punk, too, is the shows themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing like a good metal or punk show. Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Like, the first time I've ever gotten to a mosh pit, that was that changed me. It was... It seemed ridiculous at the time to see it. Yep. And then, like, once you're actually a part of, like, a good metal show. Yeah. And then yeah. you just be like, it, it sweeps you up. Especially like, if it's like a happy mosh pit and everyone yeah. is in there see, just to smash around and not yeah. hurt each other. You know what I mean? I had a bad experience when I was young. Oh, for sure. Four, yeah. I was 14 years old. It was at like this kind of aggro hardcore show, yeah. tough guy show. Some dude socked me in the mouth. Sweet. So my tooth fell out. Oh, fuck. And I pulled it out and went back to the show. Fuck. And kept the tooth. And during that experience, my hand was sweaty, full of bacteria. So through that, I ended up getting an abscess root. Oh. Having to get a root canal. Yeah. Uh, which I had to get like four others. And it all leads back to the mosh pit. Wow. Because I introduced like a bunch of foreign bacteria into my gum line. Who knows where that guy's hand was before? Yeah, right. Probably yeah. on his dick. Fingering. Man, that mosh pit did you dirty. That's crazy. <laughs> really? That was yeah. a bad day for a fart boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear of the... Um, you know how like there's a fish hook. You ever hear the rusty fish hook? No. Oh, they would no. do this. They would do this to each other all the time on Same. Jackass. Oh, Jackass. Okay. And uh, I guess Ryan Dunn did it to Jeff Tremaine, the director. Yeah. Uh, and I, they, you remember the episode when he jumped into the the canal? No, the the sewage, the sewage. facility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he jumped in there, and I guess he didn't shower for like three days. Dude. And like he, like Ryan Dunn didn't give a fuck. And I guess uh, when they got in the van. Uh, Jeff Tremaine fell asleep, and then Don put his like, like you basically just wipe your asshole with your finger. Mm, yep. And then just dirty old fucking rusty fish hook, and like, <laughs> yeah. and he was like in his gross uncut nails, like scratch oh, my dude. gums. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so fucking gross. It's awful. Like they're fucking brutal to each other. Yeah, that's wild. Our yeah. boys don't roll like that. No, we do not. <laughs> no. Yeah, we like we said earlier have decorum. That's right. Yes. Thank you. All that right. was a great episode for our boys starring Richard. Richard um, Searle. Mm-hmm. And no one else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yep. me. Yeah, just, just, just the Searle. Yeah, master of farts. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. This Thanks, was Barry. this was an education. Thanks, was this is exactly what I was hoping to accomplish today. God bless. Yes, and yeah, hopefully we'll have you guys on soon just for some other bullshit. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is episode one, the Fart Boys of the SMRT podcast. <laughs> And that was our first episode, The Fart Boys, for the SMRT Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I had a lot of fun, learned a lot of things, heard some dope, 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 dope tracks, and you know what? Had a good time. These are two people that I thoroughly enjoy being around, and you know what? Don't be surprised if you see them on more episodes to come. Like I said, this is the SMRT Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Underwood. Uh, Stay tuned because I also have a few other podcasts on the go. Uh, For instance, I'm this, the SMRT Podcast, and I'm also bringing out the Drunk at Noon Podcast where I interview all of my favorite people in the industry that I love so much, the service industry. So I'm going to be interviewing uh, fellow servers, bartenders, and people who work at distilleries and wineries because, you know, this is the world that I, I work in, live in, and love so much. And from there, I also am going to have the um, bringing back the Sector 7G podcast, which is actually just going to be all of my uh, angry, drunken, and comedic ramblings 
about things that I enjoy, like uh, comic books, movies, maybe some music, and you know what? Things that just bother me generally. Yeah, it's uh, it's all my own my own personal diary, I suppose. But yeah, so keep an ear out and. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the jams. As always, my beats come from Mr. Marlon Keenan. I'm going to be leaving links to his music SoundCloud page uh, at the end of every episode. So please enjoy. Thank you for tuning in.